We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Notre Dame fans, welcome to a special edition of the Irish Breakdown podcast. My name is Brian Driscoll. I'm the publisher at irishbreakdown.com, and I'm joined today by my guy, Vince Adera, our football analyst at irishbreakdown.com, and we're going to talk about Notre Dame's pro day, Vince, and I want to dive right in, but uh, I want to dive right in, not necessarily to the um, the performance of the Notre Dame players. I want to first start about the performance of NBC Sports, and that was an incredibly disappointing uh coverage i i was i i felt like we were not actually having them evaluate what was happening they were kind of going in with like we're going to praise this guy and talk about that guy no matter how he performs we're going to hype him up uh i thought that was disappointing i thought the drill work they decided to show was was strange uh the fact that we watched every throw of ian book yet watch two clips of Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa, one of Dalen Hayes, one of Adi Ogandishi before they cut out. Three guys are going to be picked much higher than any of the guys catching passes and throwing passes with the exception of Tommy Tremble, uh, who I didn't we didn't hear as much about as I thought. So we got a lot of line work, a lot of quarterback work, so I have plenty of thoughts on that. A lot of testing and times, but I got to say that was a – I muted the broadcast about halfway through. I, I couldn't take any more of the broadcast. I, I was listening Especially to the Especially when Chris Sims was talking. It just – I couldn't do it. Yeah, I, I mean, I was listening to the broadcast. Um, and, and you're right. It was – look, I, I get NBC is, is Notre Dame's – you know, that's their channel. And it was a very, you know, Homer-related situation. I would have much rather – had this be on like the NFL network and just have guys that didn't have a lot of stake in yeah. 
what they were saying. Mind Homer takes. I really don't mind Homer takes. What I mind is you're not talking about what's what's actually happening. Right. You're just talking about overall. You you know, it's like well, it's just like look, give me analysis. Right. There's plenty of good things to say about what we saw today at today's pro day. I mean, Nick McLeod goes out and runs a four three seven. We saw zero reps of him working out during that coverage. That was a great opportunity for Nick McLeod to gain a lot of momentum. Uh, you know, media coverage and stuff about if he if we could have seen him actually do drills yeah. on top of the four three seven and then all the other testing things he done that would have been a great opportunity and that's really yes. what it boils down for me is is they had their talking points we're going to talk O line we're going to talk Ian book and we're going to talk a lot about a lot about Jeremiah Wusukormo but we're not actually going to show him doing any drills right exactly and that you was know, the, that was the frustrating part made I, no I, sense and and we're going to talk about some of the individual guys and, and stuff that we were actually able to see but. Uh, to your point, you know, the, the the guys that were are projected to be the highest draft picks, we didn't even see. We, right. saw, we saw nothing. Right. And they they weren't really giving us, you know, times and they weren't really giving us reps and they weren't it was just kind of you had to really pay attention for them to talk about yeah. it. And he, Brian Kelly gave uh Ian Books 40 time and then they showed Ian Books 40 time listed and it was slower than what brian kelly said which i thought was interesting so what kelly say it was that he said was, it was I a four muted. five six okay and then they put him up as a well, four five nine I in, believe. in his defense there are different scouts with different times and that and so he sure. may have been given a different time but the, the point is to your point it was just really shoddy yeah really, I, it, was, it felt like it was. it was thrown together to me yeah it looked you know what it was like a student broadcast that's, that's what it was like. That's fair. A, a bunch of college kids putting on who are still learning. It was not like a an, a billion dollar organization, and and that was disappointing. And it was it was clear that they went in with storylines, and they were going to stick to those storylines no matter what happened. I mean, how how's Dalen Hayes not getting more coverage? How's right. Dalen Hayes's right. workouts and times and tests? It was just like though Adio Gandiji, very mm-hmm. little coverage. I mean. Actually, I didn't hear him get talked about at all. I didn't hear him once. until I until I you know, and obviously again, I, I muted it halfway through. I, I just can't listen to Chris Sims. I'm sorry. Um, I try, but it's just it's hard. Um, it, you know, I mean, who does he have yeah. as his number one quarterback in this draft class? Right? I mean, come on. But uh, point. <clears throat> let's get into the actual analysis of the pro day. We we vented enough about the coverage. I think the cover, and I don't blame Brian Kelly for that, and Notre Dame for that. I, I, if anyone's having any thoughts of me blaming, that's an NBC Sports thing for me. I, I, I completely um, agree. Yeah. The, the, the job of the head coach is to hype up his guys at this point. Right. That's right. his job. I except for Liam Eikenberg. Well, and I I was you took the words out of my mouth. The fact that he said that Liam Eikenberg isn't a left tackle in the NFL. What are you doing? Why would you even say that? Why, why would you even say that? It's like you're yeah, reaching into his yeah. pocket and taking money out of it. Like, come on. He, yeah. Like, I had no problem with him saying, like, Ian Book made the Miles Boykin and Chase Claypool a lot of money. Uh, you know, I mean, that's sure. a completely insane statement. But that's I'm good with it. You're, it he's but your quarterback. Right. You are your the guy. hype man. You, he's your you, guy. As the head coach, you're the hype man at this time of the year. I would just like to see him have the same objectivity with Ian Book that he has for other players or yeah, right. hype the other players up as much as you're. You yeah. know, it's one thing to say that to scouts privately, if if, but to say sure. it on national TV right. was just just whatever. Typical, typical coach. But anyway, um, DBZ made a comment. Uh, here we go. Uh, it was better coverage on NFL Network. I agree, but the problem with watching NFL Network is they kept cutting back and forth between Notre Dame, LSU, and Florida. Uh, so it's yeah, not okay. like we could even see everything. I now the analysis on NFL over. Network is way better, but yes. 
It's just we weren't seeing all the drills, and so that was the frustrating thing. So, Vince, let's dive right into it. All right, let's um, do it. Just overall impressions, I thought it was a, a pretty good day for most Notre Dame players. I thought some of the testing numbers were really good for guys. And I'm not surprised by that I at thought, all. We I talked, thought the we workouts, talked about that. Yeah, I thought the workouts were good. I think only one player really hurt himself or failed to help himself in the workouts. Uh, maybe argue two. We'll get into that. But I thought overall it was a, a deep day. And here's a note. Kyron Williams and Avery Davis were working out. I thought that was interesting. I didn't even know. Yes. Like, I guess I didn't know what the rules were. That's I a didn't new know rule. If- okay. Yeah. So the way okay. it works is underclassmen, <clears throat> and I believe it's you have to be at least a junior. So like like Michael oh. Mayer can't be out there running around. I think you have to be at least a junior. Well, and, Kyron and, Williams is a sophomore, but is he considered well, he's a junior? junior eligibility. Correct. Okay. Um I, I, now that that part, I think it could maybe could be a freshman. I don't I don't think that it is, but I, okay. I could be wrong on that. But what I am correct on is it counts as a spring practice. Oh, so interesting. Okay, Avery Davis and, and Kyron Williams will have to sit out one, which I'm fine with because a yeah. lot of times in the spring, a guy like Kyron Williams or Avery Davis will kind of get a day off anyway. So I'm totally fine with that, and this is an opportunity for both of them to get a chance to go have NFL scouts see him. And I thought, yeah, I didn't see a lot of Avery, uh, but we I did saw a, lot see a lot of Kyron, Kyron and, and he, he looked, looked good. good. The he only ball good. he didn't catch that I saw was a, a 97 mile an hour fastball that was two feet over his head from six yards away. Right. Uh, you know, but I thought he looked good, looked quick. There was yeah. a, a catch he made. It was in the goal line and and booked through it a little bit too far, and he was running a, a little, you know, just an outcut from the backfield and he just turned on the jets and reached out, snatched that ball out of the air clean. Yeah. I thought Kyron had a really uh, productive day. <laughs> no. Right. Um, and you know, I, again, I, I think he helped himself quite a bit with his performance today, but let's get to the guys who are actually going to be draft eligible sure. um, for Notre Dame. So let's begin with some 40 times. Nobody helped himself more today from a testing standpoint than Nick McLeod. He was flying. The, the question that I had, and and look, he had very good film. I, I wrote before the, the, you know, in my preview that I was hoping he'd just get in the four fives and maybe, maybe crack a high four, four, which is going to get him off some draft boards. Cause again, he's got really good film. Sure. He ran a four three seven. Yeah. Vince. Just four three seven. That was Just impressive. Lying. That comes after winning the Hula Bowl MVP. So so quietly, again, because we didn't they didn't talk about him hardly at all during the broadcast. Why, now, why would they? Zero reps of him and ran doing a four three. Doesn't matter. Ran a four three seven. I think he's one of those guys that's quietly helping his draft stock and he's forcing teams to go back and because here's what happens from these pro days. If guys impress and they're not necessarily on the radar yeah. prospects. What what teams will do, NFL teams will do, is they will then go back to the regional scouts. Hey, talk to me about Nick McLeod. They'll go back to the not only the regional scout that covers Notre Dame, but they're going to go back to the guys that cover the the North Carolina and say, Hey, NC State <clears throat> scout, talk to me about right. Nick McLeod. Uh, they'll go back to the film. They'll start watching some of his NC State film. They'll yep. start watching some of his Notre Dame film and say, "Hey, let's w- let's see more of this guy because this is a six foot plus cornerback that ran a four three seven. He's got a very long arm, so mm-hmm. he's the guy that first and foremost stood out to me. A couple, the two guys that I thought had the best days from a testing standpoint are two guys that have just been assumed to be undrafted free agents, and Nick McLeod is one of them. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I I was I think that you know Nick McLeod absolutely helped himself and I think you make a really good point that there's a because there's a ton of college guys out there and there's only so many guys that can be on your radar and so when Notre Dame's going to send their numbers out to everybody and they're going to look at that list and they're going to see 437 oh okay mm-hmm. that's automatically go hey I need you guys to take a look at this mm-hmm. guy and I need some more information on him it, it's 
I don't know if it's sad that that's the case, that just one number can make you really look into a guy, but 437 is a 437. Right. You, you can either do that or you can't. And if you right. can, we're going to take another look at you to see if all of the other boxes right. are checked as well. And he checks a lot of those boxes, and we yeah. know it because we saw him you know, in 12 or 13 games, and we watched a lot of his NC State film, obviously, because right. he was coming to Notre Dame. So we've seen it. We know he checks those boxes. Um, I, I think he's got a real opportunity to do something special in this draft just, just yeah. because yeah. of those numbers and then forcing guys Relative to, go back to where look. he was before. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, because yeah, the tape is, the, here's the thing the, the tape is really good. Sure. But it doesn't show 437. That's why I was surprised. I mean, that's exactly the tape right. It shows me high 4-5. And that, that's why I was like, 437, really? Yeah. Now, these are not official times. Though We'll get those later, but you don't go from 437 to 449. It, it may drop them to like a 44 flat or something like that, but the times are still going to be really, really good. So I think he helped himself quite a bit. But I mean, I think it's even more unique in this year because so many scouts weren't allowed to be on the road. Right. I mean, that's good the other point. thing too because of the COVID good situation. Point. So that's an even greater opportunity for them to dive into the film. And and the thing is, the film is 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 the good part of Nick McLeod is they dive into his character and they start asking people, what kind of young man is this? Look, you don't go to NC State and then get accepted in into grad school at Notre Dame if you're not handling your business in the classroom, right? So yeah. he's going to check out Absolutely. academically, yeah. right? Character he'll do the interviews. I mean, yes. all character all of that wise, stuff. Yeah. check all that. It's does he have the speed to play in the NFL? That's the knock. That's the knock on him. And, and that's still going to be the evaluation because at times they're going to say, I see a really good football player. I don't see a guy that plays with four three seven speed. And that's yeah. going to be the question mark. The other guy that helped himself with the testing was Brock Wright. Checked in at 6'4". I uh, believe he was around 250 pounds. I haven't got an official on that. Was was given a four six flat. I talked to a source that said at least one NFL team had him at a four five six. Okay. Uh, real quick, we're being asked this. I've been asked this a lot on Twitter. So we're talking about 40 days, uh, Awusu Koromo, 40 time. According to Darren Pritchett, and, and I think NFL Network talked about this too, he did not run a 40 time today. He uh, has a hamstring that he's dealing with um, is what the report is. So uh, there is okay. no 40 time for Jeremiah Awusu Koromo. So that's why we won't be talking about that. Um, he did have a 36 and a half inch vertical jump, which is more than higher than what Micah Parsons did. He had an excellent broad jump. Uh, very impressive broad jump. Uh, they didn't get a shuttle time because I guess he slipped both times, so they didn't get an official shuttle time. So we won't be talking a lot about Jeremiah's numbers um, during this as well. But Brock Wright, I one source told me he had a they had him down as a four five six. So just and then he did twenty six reps on the bench. Yeah, just yeah. really impressive. It's the what same had, number that Robert Hainsey had and more than Aaron Banks had. And he's not a short armed guy either. If you look at Brock sure. Wright. He's got long arms. Those shorter arm guys can can knock out some reps, but he's got long arms for a tight end, Vince. I thought he's another guy that really helped himself today. Well, I think Brock Wright is going to check all the boxes for an offense that wants that traditional tight end, right? Somebody that's going to be attached to the line a lot, you know, can obviously stretch the field if mm -hmm. need be, uh, but it's going to be a matchup problem with linebackers yeah. and safeties and things of that nature. He checks all those boxes. There's right. no question. It's just it was unfortunate for Brock White that Tommy Tremble and Michael Mayer were also on the same team as him. Yeah, but I mean, look, dude, he had three. He played three hundred forty-five reps this year. Yeah, he throwing the ball. He's you yeah, know, throw, that's, that's exactly right. Well, let's not get into that right now. But, but no, but he I, he checks a lot of boxes for yeah. NFL teams, is what I'm saying. And I think that he yeah. could be a mid-round, low mid to low round guy. Um, and he's a he is absolutely a starter in the NFL. He at absolutely the very could be. least, the very least, his lack of production could hurt him. 
right? That's just a fact. He was and, never yeah. better than the third tight end at Notre Dame. That's right. going to hurt him, okay? Uh, right or wrong, it's going to hurt him. The fact that he didn't get targets in the past game is going to hurt him. At the very sure. least, he's made himself a premium target for people in the undrafted free agents, which actually oh. might even be better for him. Sure, because you can pick your spot. There you go. Yeah. There you go. You, I you would know, much rather be uh, an undrafted free agent than a seventh-round draft pick. Sixth or seventh, I would agree I, with I, that. Because yeah. yeah. you get your tr- – because honestly, no team's like, well, we well, this guy's undrafted, but this sixth-rounder, we, you know, we, we've invested – you didn't invest in anything. <laughs> you in nothing. Nothing. You know, it's like a his, his signing bonus isn't going to be a whole lot different than the signing bonus yeah. for – and the other thing is NFL contracts aren't guaranteed, so it's not yeah. like – those sixth and seventh rounders get cut right. all the time. Constantly. I mean, let's be honest. So there's there's plenty of undrafted free agents and make right. teams over those guys. But I'm really I'm really curious to see what NFL teams do following up from Brock Wright's sure. performance today. And then he got to the reps, and I thought he performed well during the drills. And we'll get into that a little bit more here too. But uh, testing wise, he did well. Sean Crawford ran a four four seven, and my first thought was, imagine what he could have done. If he didn't have two major knee say, injuries, if he and still had all the same injuries. parts that he had when he was it, born. It, it makes I mean, me, it makes me sad for him. It really does. Yeah, absolutely. Four four seven for a guy with three devastating injuries is impressive. Uh, Ian Book tested very well. He had he a did. four five nine. That's good movement for a quarterback. Yep. Uh, Javon McKinley. I well, I was told Ryan Roberts that uh, who who is a guy that we've had on the show. Uh, he said it McKinley checked in at a four, five, seven, which is not ideal for him. I thought he'd run a little faster today. Um, bench numbers. Here's some bench numbers that we have. Uh, Javon did do 20 reps in the bench, which is good for a receiver. Liam Eikenberg had 33 reps Killed on the it. bench, checked in at six, six, three Oh six, his Killed arm it. span. I'm still trying to find his arms, his uh, arm or wingspan. Cause that wasn't as good. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, Ron we just talked A1. about that. Terrible. Say that. Um, uh, Robert Haynes, he had 26 reps on the bench, which is very good. Uh, Brock Wright had 26 reps on the bench. Uh, Aaron Banks, you said during the broadcast, they said he had 24. I think so. I thought that's right? what I heard. It was like mid to low mid. Yeah. Twenties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then we talked about a Wusu Koromoa had that four, three, six, uh, or I mean, uh, uh, 36 and a half inch vertical jump which is good and was better than what Micah Parsons had. And Micah Parsons had a phenomenal pro day. So um, th- those well, they, are and they kept showing, times. they kept showing JOK walking around without his shirt on. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. When he <laughs> said he's now, here's the thing from that. They said he's up to 221. Yeah. Which is good because. And it's clearly know, all muscle. There, right. There's nothing it's extra. It's not there. bad weight. It's not like he's got like a little, little extra something around the midsection. So he right. can in and, and be faster. You know, so so those are some of the testing things, Vince. Let's dive into the analysis of what we saw from the pro sure. day, and we'll kind of go in order of what they did on the coverage. Let's start with the line. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. Every- re- all four of them worked out, yep. uh, which was good. The testing numbers, we didn't get 40 times. Only 40 times I saw was from Robert Haynes. He's a 5-2-2, which is okay. It's actually a little better than what I thought he was going to run talking to some sources so it sounds like he he ran well he i so let's start with liam eikenberg we'll kind of go in order of what we project let's start what'd you see from liam eikenberg working through drills uh what are some of the things that stood out about him even though you know he's not a apparently not a left tackle in national football which i think he isn't look some nfl teams are going to see him as a left but tackle some people are going to see him that? as a right tackle some people are going to see him as a guard let's stick to the analysis of yes. it what did you see from liam eikenberg as he worked through the drills The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcast. Look, I, I thought he helped himself today. Um, I, I think that he is an underrated guy on everybody's board for whatever reason. I mean, you and I both think that he was Notre Dame's best lineman last year on what was the best line in the country uh, before Jared Patterson got hurt. And I thought he helped himself today. I thought he had quick feet. I thought he showed strength. Um it, Phil, uh, Sims on the on the broadcast kept saying, well, his strength is is what everybody's worried about and blah, blah, blah. 33 reps on the bench and the fact that he was – the way he was engaging oh, in – Let's just cut that out, Vince, real quick because we had Jim Mora on the podcast okay. earlier today and he talked about how his power is is a strength of his. Yeah. So we can just dismiss what Chris Sims said. Yeah, okay, thank you. I was like, how that. can – Right. And, and then they kept showing the same clip of him just burying guys. Right. So I'm like, let's – um, Let's move mm-hmm. on from that nonsense yeah. and, and right. st- stick to what you saw. What, well, what, what did you see? And again, I, I saw quick feet. I saw strength. I saw explosion. I, I thought he looked the part. He was he was the best Notre Dame lineman today as well, just with how mm-hmm. quick he was, um, his engage, you know, the way he would engage the bag. I mean, there's only so much you can see in these kinds of drills, but I just thought <clears throat> his first step out of his stance was really, really good. Um, his explosion into contact was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought he did a, a great job. There was a difference in speed from him to the other three guys. Uh, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm talking um, just the, the quickness of his feet, um, you know, all of it. It was, it was a different level. And I was very impressed with, with what Liam did. And I, I hope people took notice because I was, I was very, very impressed. Now, the only disappointing thing for me is we didn't really get a chance to see him do a lot of the pass pro drills that they do. We saw him work through drill the bags, we uh, you know, agility. There's more drive and 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 get off yeah. and, and things we, like we, that. We didn't see the reps where he was able to um it's sort of it, get in the pass. Because they were doing them like when that. uh Ian Book was throwing. Right. Because you so, could hear the offensive line coach right. in the background. So unfortunately, that would have been a big part of what we saw. And that that to me would have been. You know, I'm I'm hoping that we'll hear some stuff from NFL sure. scouts that were there because those are the things that will tell us just just how much he impressed NFL teams in his stock. But I do think the bags are important. I thought Robert Hainsey looked quick. I thought yeah. his change of direction was good. 
Uh, I think a big question for him is, you know, J Coach Moore talked about this in our interview is, you know, we don't know. He, he doesn't know if, if Robert Hainsey as a guard can be a puller because as a tackle at Notre Dame, he didn't do a ton of that. You know, he worked a little bit on some screens, but he wasn't a guy that was wrapping and pulling all the time. Some he'll do a lot more as a guard. And I thought uh, he showed me the quickness you want to see from a guy that you say, okay, yeah, okay, he hasn't done a lot of it, but he showed me the quickness out of his stance, the change of direction, the ability to move while sure. also still staying with a good base. He wasn't like real high. I thought that was impressive. So I thought uh, Robert Hainsey also had a good day. But the 26 reps on the bench after his senior bowl performance is is just another sort of notch on his belt. And, 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 and I just truly believe Robert Hainsey is going to continue to move up draft boards. Maybe he hasn't. He's not going to move up NFL draft boards because they may already love him. He, sure. He's at least going to improve in the eyes of of the draft analysts. Uh, who who did, somebody said that he, um, during a broadcast that 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 Chris Sims said he he was probably an undrafted free agent. Did did that actually happen? I, I didn't catch that. I did not okay. catch that uh, particular comment. They were saying that about Javon McKinley, um, but I didn't catch that about one of the linemen. Mm -hmm. uh, Aaron Banks. What do you think of Aaron Banks? You know. I thought Aaron Banks was Aaron Banks. Uh, you know, if, if we if this segment was called overrated, underrated, I would say he was right down the middle. I, I thought he was he was he showed his strength, no question. Um, I thought that you know he's he's kind of that that freight train. Once you're in, once he's into you, you're done, kind of guy. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't overly impressed with his with his speed. Uh, you know, things of that nature, but that's not necessarily who he is. And um, I, I don't know that he helped himself, but he didn't hurt himself either. Mm -hmm. I, I thought he showed what he has shown us for the past two years. I, I really did. Um, if, if we're being critical, I would have, I still would have tried to convince him. And he confirmed in his press day or his press conference that if he came back, he was going to start at left tackle. Mm -hmm. If he would have done that, I think that would have helped him. Yeah. Um, but you know what he did today, I think whatever opinion people had, about Aaron Banks, I think they they will yeah. continue to have that opinion. Yeah, and, and it's because of the te technique. I thought his quickness was limited because he. I thought he got too high. I thought yeah. he was too tall in his stance. And again, that's a thing where Aaron Banks is a talented kid. It's just no doubt. Really, with Aaron Banks, it comes down to this, Vince: is are you willing to take a guy who's more about the ceiling than he is the floor? Sure, he's a little bit of a project. And he's if you not, have yeah. yes, and if you have an old line coach, it's like, look, give me the raw kid with the talent then sure. I think that kind of guy is going to throw – like a Mike Munchak, right? Uh, give a guy like Mike Munchak with the Broncos, who could use a guy like Aaron Banks. Um, give a guy like that Aaron Banks, you know, somebody that, that can really coach that position at a high right. level. I think he'll, I think he'll shine. And, yeah. and I, he's just – if you're looking for a guy to step in right away and, and be a, you know, a, a Pro Bowl guard, I don't know if he's that guy because his technique needs work. But I, I sure. did – I liked – I thought his movement was better than – we. I liked his movement better than you did. Okay. Uh, and I thought he looked good running through the 40. And he's still big. He, he, he's a big I mean, boy. He, he looked to be still the 330 he was. He was oh, like yeah. 340 at the senior bowl and moved really well. Yeah. I think that's actually going to help him because I think when you look at like Robert Hainsey and, and Lee Meikenberg and the way they're moving, they're moving – that they're doing that at like 300 and 306 pounds. Aaron sure. Banks is doing this at 330-plus. Sure. He's carrying a little bit and, more, no doubt. Yeah. And, and I think his short area burst and short area quickness was – was I thought was good. But I, I, I thought he's always – He's always carried his weight well. He's always been able to move at that weight. Um, yeah. That's never been a problem for me. Right. You know what I mean? And so right. I guess I, that's kind of what I anticipated. So that's, you know, again, that's who yeah. he is. I thought Tommy Kramer probably 
look the tightest. Yeah. And the, the, the concern for a guy like Kramer is when you're having to work out with those other three, it's, it's going to, they're going to compare uh, you. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. it is what, and it, he, he's had more injuries than the rest of them, obviously. Mm-hmm. So he's working back from that still. I mean, anytime you have the kind of injuries that he's had, that's tough to come back from. I get that. Um, he was just, he just appeared to be a little bit slower than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And when you're comparing him to the other three, it's unfortunate for him because he's still a good lineman. Right. It's just, <laughs> you were part of the best offensive line in the country. So right. the guys around you are really good too. So um, yeah, he just, he paled he in comparison. To, yeah. But yeah. He to me is more of a, a scheme specific player. Okay. You have to, you have to take, get him to the right team. He has to be in a, in a gap team that's, he's going to be doing a lot of down blocking, drive blocking, <clears throat> quick wraps and pulls. He He's not a guy that to me, and, you know, coach Moore talked about this with, you know, with a guy like Aaron Banks and, and I, apply it more to to Tommy Kramer personally and that is he's got to be in the right he's not going to be a guy that's going to be inside outside zone you know running that kind of offense at the next level where he's working up to the second level a bunch he's a guy that to me is is going to have to be in a in a specific scheme to be successful at the next level but I didn't think any of the linemen hurt themselves I think for the most part they all helped themselves Uh, I I think even Aaron Banks I think his movement for that size is going to most likely impress scouts. That's just my take on it. Um, let's dive into uh, Ian Book. Okay. And uh, because I know you got to you got to go here soon, so I want to yeah. I want to get your thoughts before I I'll kind of share mine afterwards when you have to leave. But I just wanted to get your thoughts on what you saw. We saw every throw that Ian Book made, which was uh, I was glad we could see that because we could see him and then the other guys catching balls. What were your thoughts on uh, Ian Book's performance today? You know, I wasn't sure what to expect from Ian Book. Um, you know, I you knew that you knew that you know him and, and Coach Reese were going to put together a, a program, and and those things are usually just over rehearsed, and you expect almost perfection um, in 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 this type of a situation. No defense. Everybody's in t-shirts and shorts, and you know you've gone over this a hundred times, and and since that's the case. I was disappointed. I, I to be perfectly honest, there was a lot of missed throws. There were throws that were not accurate. Um, that his receivers bailed him out. Um, there were some throws that were behind. There were throws that were high. Uh, his deep ball was not great. He overthrew some of his guys a few times. Um, it. I, I was. I was a little bit disappointed for Ian Book. I, I was. I was expecting him to look more crisp. Um, I was mm-hmm. expecting him to show off his arm strength, to be honest with you, because you and I, have, we've seen it. He has arm strength. And that's the biggest knock against him is can he make that one hash to the other ha- other sideline throw, that kind of thing. I didn't even see them really attempt a whole lot of those, mm-hmm. first of all. And he didn't push it down the field like I was hoping that he would as well. So, he he did a good job in his measurables. I mean, all the things that you would look for from an athlete, mm-hmm. he excelled at. We know he's an athlete. He's an excellent athlete. But the bigger question mark for me was, what is he going to do with his arm? And I've always felt like his arm was strong enough to be in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've always thought that. It was just his kind of decision-making and things like that. My issue was he didn't really display what I was hoping to see with his arm strength and accuracy. He, he wasn't overly accurate and he didn't really That's show the off. Thing any that arm surprised strength. me. Yeah. I've seen Ian book throw way better than he did today. 
And, and that, to your point, though, Vince, is, is it was – I thought he was pressing. Did you get that sense? Especially early. I thought yeah. early on he was very – he was off target early on on slants, quick stuff. Stuff that he's done in his sleep. Right. I, mean, I thought he was pressing. I think yeah. that's part of it, too. Uh, I thought he was rushing a little bit. I thought he was just not – just sit back, relax, and let her rip. And, yeah. and I think that hurt him because I, I think overall his – like the deep balls – there were some deep balls, Vince, where he missed by four or five yards on oh, throws like, that, that he shouldn't yes. be missing that big. And then there was other throws where guys were having to almost come to a crawl uh, and you know to, to stop when he was throwing it on throws we've seen him make yes. in the past, Absolutely. in practice, and, and even at times in games. So that, to me, was, was surprising. I was surprising at how inaccurate he was. And, and, um, and that my on throws thing he's is, normally not going to miss on. And, and my biggest thing is this is something that you practice. Like right. you, you practice this script, this specific order of things. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like it, it, it's really tough for me to give him a pass on this particular thing, right? I right. mean, I watched Trevor Lawrence's whole thing. I, I, I watched the BYU kid. Um, uh, oh, what the heck is his name? I Zach Wilson. Right, thank you, Zach Wilson. I was really impressed with the, what those two did, especially Zach Wilson. I thought maybe he actually outplayed uh, in this particular scenario. I thought he actually outplayed Trevor Lawrence uh, at the pro day. That, that's me. I'm just throwing it out there. But I, I was very impressed with him. But you, I, I should be impressed with this right. because it's something that you rehearse. It's something yeah. that you practice. It's there's no defense. There's no pads. There's no helmets. There's not like I, I was, I was really hoping for his sake that he was going to knock it out of the park. Um, but he really didn't. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. And and he needed to, that's, that's the thing. He, he really did. Have yeah, I agree. A big day. He needed to go out there and throw the, he needed to answer a lot of questions. You know, and, and I and I think back to – I remember when Jimmy Clausen went to his pro day. Wasn't he something absurd like 57 of 60 or something stupid right. like that? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what you expect to see at a pro day. Absolutely. And and he was throwing a lot of deep balls too. So it wasn't like this was a bunch of short throws. I mean, he was throwing the ball downfield too. So I, I thought this was a missed opportunity for Ian. Um, I thought he was the, – the deep ball was the bigger concern. Because here's the thing for me, Vince – if he was off target on the the slants and the quick stuff, there's three years worth of film that shows sure. he's accurate in that regard. Sure. And you take it off to, you know, bad day, whatever. Uh, you, you, the deep stuff is kind of what hurt him is because there isn't a lot of film of him doing that. And there's a lot of film of him being unwilling to throw the deep ball. So then right. you get out there and he's really off target on the deep ball. The timing wasn't good. You know, there was a you know couple wheel routes and go routes where he just missed guys by five six yards. Uh, there was a corner route to Chris Fink where he just underthrew him badly, and Chris Fink kind of fell down trying to come back to the ball. There were just a lot of deep attempts that you just look at and say, "Man, you just expected him to be a little bit more on target than that." Yeah, and that was a disappointing thing for me. Like the the throw he threw to Kyron Williams, which was on a slide route, which was like 100 miles an hour, two feet over his head, and complete. That doesn't bother me because I've seen Ian Book make that throw a hundred times, hundred thousand times. times. Yeah, but he just, you know, he just um, he had a rough day. That was the big problem. Yeah, he did, and he needed to he needed to have a, a good day throwing the ball downfield. Now the testing numbers are going to be great, and that's all good. And he confirmed what a lot of people already saw on film. He's very athletic, but yeah. you, you have to have a guy to throw the ball downfield. And and so 
I don't think it necessarily hurt him. I don't think anyone that liked Ian Book is going to not like Ian Book today. Right. But what it did is it prevented him from moving up in people's minds. You know, it, it, look, you brought up Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence. He's not competing with those. And guys, you're absolutely right. right? He's, not. he's competing with Kyle Trask. He's competing with Sam Ellinger. He's competing with Felipe Franks and Jamie Newman and those kind of guys. And and that's that's who you've got to evaluate sure. him against because the, the top five is established. Now, the order can be debated. It's going to be Trevor Lawrence, Zach Williams, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, and Trey Lance in some order of the draft. And everyone's going to have a different ranking for those five. That's not who Ian Book is competing against. And, and so that's where, you know, you look at Kyle Trask. I watched a little bit of Kyle Trask today. Didn't watch as much, but he was making some of those throws that Ian was missing. And I think the reason I want to focus on the deep ball is because, again, that was the big question mark coming in is can he right. throw the ball downfield? And he was throwing an NFL ball, and he just wasn't where he needed to be. And that, to me, was the disappointing thing from this from this from this analysis was, or from this performance was he just wasn't getting the ball down the field with any kind of accuracy. And even the throws he was hitting weren't, they were like, guys were slowing up. They weren't, you know, dropping over the outside shoulder. They weren't getting over the top on the post routes and things like that. They were, you know, a wheel route that a guy kind of had to somewhat slow up for. And and I just, I just don't think he helped himself nearly as much as I'd hoped he would. I really thought he was going to be great today because the thing I've always said about Ian book is, He's always great in practice settings. I mean, he is he is and that's why I've always argued it's not a physical thing for him when he when he you know he can't do this in games or doesn't do that, whatever. I've never thought it was a physical thing for him. Today was the first day where I was like, well, now that argument's gonna be kind of out, you know, harder to make now because he didn't look like he had the arm strength to throw the ball downfield right. on throws you and I've seen him make in that a very times. facility and yeah. you know, in, in other practice fields before. So um, you know, we heard of comparisons to Drew Brees and Baker Mayfield, and, and none of that stuff's relevant. You know, I don't care what his 40 time was compared to Baker Mayfield. Right. right. No one's going to draft him because of his 40 time unless they're going to move him to another position. Right. Right. They're drafting him because can you drop back and throw the ball and put it where you need to, to put it? You know, the only time your 40 time really matters is if you're going to play in an offense like a Lamar Jackson, you know, or. You know, if you're John Elway back in the day when he used to run a lot or something like that, it it's not as important in. And when people are comparing you to sure. other quarterbacks, says, can you drop back and read it and spin it? So, um, but I did think that some of his pass catchers perform well. Vince, do you have to run now or do you still have a few more minutes? Um, I haven't heard the pitter patter okay. of little feet yet. So okay. we're good for a moment. So we're basically going to talk with Vince until his, uh, the, the school bus shows up and the kids <laughs> get home. So let's get some of more of your analysis. Uh, Tommy Tremble, four, five, nine, was actually a little slower than I thought, but still really good for a but, tight end. But I thought um, he really helped there himself. Catch let me hear balls. what you, let me hear I, what you I, thought from him today. I, I thought his route running was excellent. I thought his hands were excellent. Uh, I, I thought he did an excellent job. I think he helped himself today. Um, you know, he's he's a you know, if you want to call him an underclassman, obviously he's coming out with eligibility left. Um, I, I I thought that he really impressed uh, some people because they can go to the film and they can see what kind of a blocker he is, but he didn't get a lot of opportunities catching the ball. He just he didn't, and mm-hmm. I, I thought that he really showed his speed. Uh, I thought he showed his hands. Uh, very, very well today. I, I was very impressed with what Tommy Tremble was able to do uh, in the drill work with, with Ian Book, no doubt. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I thought he looked quick. 
Yeah. Not just speed, but quick, mm-hmm. you know, change of direction was good. Route running was sharp. Right. You know, like Brock Wright ran a four, four, six, zero. So the same 40 time. But even today you could see that Tommy Trumbull plays faster. Yes. No question. Than that. No question. Uh, and, and caught the ball clean. Even some, I mean, and that's one of the things where, where Ian was a little off on some of the short to intermediate throws. I thought that helped Tommy Trumbull. Yeah. Because yep. it showed like one of it the showed his catch radius. Yes. Yeah, and and how quick his hands are quick. Yeah. That's important. And he was he got, snatching stuff right. out of the air, man. Right. Like it, it was, yeah, right. it was an imprint. And then when they went over and did the red zone catches, I mean, he's mm-hmm. jumping in the air and he's moving the ball around. Right. And I mean, he, he helped himself. No agree today. A lot. And that was a big thing for him coming in is, okay, people are going to wonder, okay, why weren't you used more in the pass game? Yeah. We know you can block. Good you go run they a four five that. nine, and then he. <laughs> I agree. Sorry. You know he ran a four five nine, and 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 looked good in the drills, and ran good routes, and caught the ball cleanly. I think that's going to help him a ton. And this is a draft class that it's Kyle Pitts, and then everybody else. Yeah. So you he know, has a real opportunity to right. help himself. Yeah. Can he can he jump into that number two spot? I mean, I don't <laughs> think Hunter Long or Brevin Jordan or any of those guys or or Pat Fryermuth from Penn State, any of those guys have that number two or three spots locked down. It's more about can Tommy Trumbull jump up? And and I don't know if he's going to jump all the way up to two vents, but if he was going to, he certainly helped himself oh, today. Absolutely. And he can absolutely. do things that some of those guys can't do. Hunter Long's not going to line up as a fullback like Tommy Trumbull can. Right. You know, and and Tommy's athleticism to me is going to is I really could see him as long as everything else checks off. Mm-hmm. I could see him after today having continuing to just rise up, rise up the yeah. draft boards. No let, question. Let me get one final uh, thought in here. I, 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 I was not overly impressed with Javon McKinley today. He had a couple of drops. He had mm-hmm. another bobble uh, earlier as well. Yeah. Um, just didn't catch the ball as cleanly as I was hoping that he would. Based on what we saw from him on the field this year. Yes, exactly. Was, now, yeah. for him, I thought he was pressing a little bit too. Yeah, too. I, I agree with you. And I think for him, though, you can go back to the film and that's going to help him. But today yeah. specifically, he needed, because he hasn't played as much, that's true. He only has he one year. He needed to have a good day today, right? And now the four five seven. Looking at it, look, I'm trying to look for times. I think that four five seven might not have been accurate. That might have been somebody's prediction. Okay. Um, somebody sent me and said that he was tested at four five seven, but I'm not finding that mm-hmm. anywhere online. And I'm hoping that some point in time during the show, uh, we will get Notre Dame's official numbers, which we have not received yet. They're still tallying all that, putting that right. together. Um, they'll talk to scouts and they'll get, you know, they'll kind of come to a consensus on it. So it's not just as simple as like the one went, they have to actually can, you know, bring in a lot of data and then kind of do it that way is normally how they do it. That's the best way to do it anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. So that, I I wanted to get my piece in on him. Other than that, I mean, guys, there was a guy, I think the majority of the guys helped themselves. I think a couple of guys didn't, um, but you know, we didn't see any of the defensive guys. So Mm -hmm. I I can't really speak to that. We'll get their numbers uh, Mm -hmm. officially later. Uh, and we'll have, I, you know, I can, I can form an opinion based on some of that, but not being able to see those guys really do anything. You know, it's like, I don't know. I, I mm-hmm. you're, look, if I was going to make a prediction, I would say that, that Ade and Dalen and, and uh, Jeremiah Wusakormo did what they needed to do. I, to, I wish we knew, but I don't know. I, I mean, I'm being honest. I don't know. Yeah. And I wish I could have known. And it, yeah. I guess the frustrating part for me, and this is going to sound selfish, but as I'm watching it on 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 you know the broadcast or whatever, there was a ton of people in yeah. that building. You're telling There's me a that lot we, of GMs, yeah, lot of head coaches. And, I mean, and, was... and a lot of person like extra personnel too. I feel like we could have been there, just yeah. putting it out there. Um, hmm. But 
again, it is what it is. It is what it is. I wish we would have seen more. I wish there was like a, a link where we could have c- continued to watch. They, I wish they would have just streamed the whole thing. But I don't understand why they had to cut it off after an hour and a half. Um, but, you know, it's it NBC. is what it is. They probably had like so. some weird racing thing they had to get to. They did to actually, or, right after. Are you serious? Yes, oh, they Lord. did. I quickly um, turned it off. Yeah, well, Vince, thanks for getting on with Absolutely. us. If, if you have some time later and you can come back and, and join us, let yeah. us know. But we're going we'll to keep talking about this, uh, what we saw from the Notre Dame Pro Day guys and uh, and just really get into this. I thought another tight end that helped himself today, too, was um, was Brock Wright. I thought testing-wise, I thought he did really well. But I also thought he, he looked good running routes. He's not as explosive as Tommy Trumbull is. But I thought he looked good. He was clean running routes, and I thought he caught the ball really well. He was very crisp, caught the ball away from his hand uh, or away from his body, snatched it out of the air, looked very confident catching the ball, didn't get – got relatively accurate throws, so we didn't see him doing a lot of, like, bad ball catching, which is tough in this type of environment because you want your quarterback to be accurate, so you don't necessarily always have a lot, of, a lot of opportunities to show off your ability to, you know, to 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 catch balls behind your body and things like that. So I thought Tommy Tr- or uh, Brock Wright helped himself a ton. You know, I've heard some buzz behind the scenes that there's a lot of NFL scouts and teams that like Brock Wright. They just look at it as Vince talked about, which is this is a guy that was buried behind Alizé Mack, who was a drafted player when he was younger. Then Cole Komet, who's a second round draft pick, and then Tommy Tremble, who can end up being a second round draft pick, and then Michael Mayer, who is going to be another star. So it's just a victim of circumstance. My cons- question is, I wish he would have been targeted more in the past game when, when Notre Dame w- was using him. But uh, to me, I think, I think that Brock Wright's a guy that certainly helped himself. Ryan, quick question for you. Does this solidify that he's a sixth or seventh round pick? Who are you referring to? I, I missed when this, this question came through. So I wasn't sure. Are you talking about Ian book or, or Brock Wright or Javon McKill? I'm not sure. So just follow up with that if you can. And then I'll answer your question. So I, I thought Javon McKinley was was inconsistent today. I was disappointed by that. He had a very good senior season. I was hoping he would have a strong day. I'm really looking forward to seeing what his 40 time uh, was, which I don't know what it was yet. I, I, I That's something that's going to be curious to me. Ben Skoranek did not work out today. He uh, suffered a foot injury at the Senior Bowl, so he did not work out today. He was there, however. Um defensively we just we don't have a lot to talk about and I'm sorry about that but we just didn't get to see we didn't get to see those guys go through any drills we saw Adio Gandizu do one drill uh one uh on the line basically it's a backpedal drill you have them switch directions essentially what we did see from that was that Adio Gandizu and Dalen Hayes were both getting work at linebacker work those were linebacker drills and so, obviously, there are NFL teams that have asked that those two guys do linebacker drills. So, three, four teams are, are going to look for those guys to be potential uh, three, four ends, which means they'll be able to drop into coverage. And we just didn't get to see them do a whole lot. I would imagine I'd be willing to, to bet that Dalen Hayes did pretty well. Have not seen a 40 time for Dalen Hayes yet either. I'm hoping that that's going to come in while we're on the show, but probably not. But we'll have analysis of all the times at irishbreakdown.com. Um, and and go there. So let's get into some questions now. I'm going to just start back on the top and and just go through uh again Muhammad no I haven't seen anything yet. If I see anything I'll definitely say it during the show but uh at irishbreakdown.com as soon as Notre Dame gives us those numbers we'll put them out in an article and and talk about what they mean. Um Matt K we got to this what do the 40 linemen look like? Do you guys think they look good at the pro day? Uh, yeah, I thought they all helped themselves. I don't think anybody hurt themselves. I think the question is just how much. And 
it's hard for me to say how much because we didn't see the O-line specific drills. We didn't see the pass blocks. We didn't see the pulls and traps. Those things were going on during the throwing drills. And, and that's the issue when we're watching it on TV and we're not allowed to be there like we normally are. You know, when I'm normally, when we're there, usually I'll stand by where the quarterback is and I have, you know, sometimes it's linebackers or O-line. They'll be working out to my left and I kind of go back and forth between the two. Obviously we couldn't do that today because, uh, we were obviously watching at the same place you were because Notre Dame didn't allow media access of today's event. I'm not commenting on that pro or con. That's just a fact. Uh, it is what it is. Um, we talked about this. Yes, BK did say that. Uh, Christopher, I don't think that comment is going to hurt Notre Dame in recruiting. I, I, I don't. I don't know if if it's going to register at all with a guy like Zach Rice. To be honest, if and then if an other teams are you know looking at that, they're pro- they may look at that and try to use that for negative recruiting. But I don't. I don't think that. Um, I don't think that's going to really hurt them at all. All right, DBZ asks, can you try to explain why Brock Wright ran faster than Tommy Tremble and he didn't sniff the ball at all? Well, number one, I think Tommy Tremble's still a better receiver than Brock Wright, even though he didn't run as fast of a 40 time. I, I do still think he is a, a better pass catcher. I think he's a more explosive route runner. Uh, I think he's he's a he's I think the big thing for me is the agility aspect of it. You know, four, five, six means you can run fast that way. It doesn't mean that you can run a corner route, an outcut, an in cut. Those kind of routes with the same sort of speed and explosiveness that requires agility, balance, body control, loose hips, those type of things, fast feet, um, you know, loose, you know, not having real tight ankles so you can cut and and those type of things. So there's a lot more that goes into being a great route runner and being a good pass catcher than just 40 times. So that's to me a little a little bit different uh, part of it. Now, what I do think you could argue, however, is that as I wrote about last week at IrishBreakdown.com. I would have liked to have seen them use the second and third tight end more in the pass game. Not that they could should have used Mike Mayer less because he's phenomenal. He got used quite a bit and he should have been used quite a bit. But use those guys more. I think that's something we could certainly discuss and debate and argue about because I, I do think those guys are athletic enough and talented enough that they should have been used as greater weapons. If you're going to complain about how Notre Dame doesn't have wide receivers – and then they're loaded at tight end, and then they don't use the tight ends. And then I write about that, and then you complain about that. It just it it, it blows my mind, really. I I literally had someone on Twitter today say that Ian Book would have won a national championship if he had the talent around him Mac Jones had. So apparently Ian Book couldn't win with a bunch of first, second, and third round picks, which is what he's had at receiver in the old line the last three years. You know, but it just I don't I don't get it. Sometimes it it really is mind boggling. Uh, e week. I don't, I don't know how to say that name, but um, how Tommy Trum- how, how Tommy Trumbull look, and what are your NFL projections for him? We talked a little earlier about how Tommy Trumbull looked. Here's what I kind of felt coming into the pro day. I thought Tommy Trumbull's jockeying for position to be that second, possibly third tight end in the draft, and I think the number two spot is very much open. I see different guys there. I've seen Hunter Long from BC. I've seen Brevin Jordan from Miami. I've seen Pat Fryermuth from BYU, or excuse me, uh, Penn State. Those are the guys I normally see ranked ahead of Tommy Trumbull or right around the same place as Tommy Trumbull. I think there's an opportunity for him to climb up that 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 ranking, especially, and it's not with every team, but with a lot of teams. Because number one, we've already talked about the versatility. He can play fullback, H-back. He can play attached. He can play in the slot. I think the question some teams had is how athletic is this guy really? Because we didn't see him in 2020 be used a lot on routes that showed off his speed. He was a lot of crossers and drags, and they were a lot of – you know, he's not full speed on a crosser. It's find that opening in the zone kind of thing. We didn't get to see him run a lot of deep routes. And the only deep ball I remember Notre Dame throwing to him was a back shoulder against South Florida, and he caught it. So 
that's going to be a question if NFL teams are going to have is what's the athleticism this guy brings. They know he's quick. They've seen him be quick because they, they see the explosiveness as a run blocker. So his short area quickness is going to impress people. But what kind of long speed does he have? What kind of pass catching ability does he have? So I think he helped himself today. Now, I don't know if that's going to move him up because I don't know if Hunter Long and Pat Firemuth and Brevin Jordan also had great days at their pro day. So con- I don't have any context to compare them, but I do think – this is going to give him an opportunity to move up because of what we already know about him combined with these testing numbers, I think it's certainly going to help, uh, help Tommy Trumbull move up the, the draft board. Um, let's see here. All righty. Uh, all right. DBZ uh, with Williams and Davis catching passes today. Do you think that helps them next year with exposure? I think all exposure helps. I I think, you know, I I think absolutely they can. Um, Somebody, Jason Greensburg, has to get a life. So let's go ahead and block him. Um, I think anytime you get exposure, it's going to help you. Is it going to be a thing where now all of a sudden they're first-round picks? No, but I think that these teams are going to like that these young guys are out there competing. They're going to like to say, hey, look at the equipment. They're going to be taking notes. They're not going to focus on them so much, but they're if they have film of this, I don't know if NFL teams get film of this, they're going to go out there and they're going to be able to say, hey, look, this is what we saw from this guy. We saw quickness. We saw good pass catching ability. Guy like Kyron Williams, you know, he can line up in the slot. He can do these different things. He's got a gear. I think he showed a gear today running down the field. So I really think a guy like that's going to help himself, but it's going to be a part of a process over the next year after the draft where teams start to really dive into those guys. The good thing about a day like today is it allows them to start kind of putting that early bit together. It's going to allow them to say, Hey, look, here's an early part of that resume. You got to work out right in front of scouts. So I certainly think that's going to help those guys. So um, I'm going to try to find some more film, try to find some more testing times. And if I find that stuff, I will have, more to talk about, obviously, uh, at irishbreakdown.com. But for now, that's going to do it. If we, Unless we have some more questions. If you guys have some more questions about this, that's going to do it for our pro day analysis. Uh, but to wrap it up, I thought the tight ends helped themselves a bunch today. I thought the offensive linemen, at the very least, all had a, okay, we knew what they were coming in, and we still see them as being that. Uh, I don't think Tommy Trumbull – or excuse me, I don't think Javon McKinley, from what I saw, did a lot to help himself. I don't think he hurt himself. I didn't think I, I didn't think he was as bad as Vince did, but I the, the two drops don't help. But he also didn't do anything to kind of really separate himself. Uh, and then, of course, we didn't get a chance to see much of the D lineman. I think Jeremiah Wusukormo helped himself by being 221 and still showing showing some explosiveness. Um, but you know, I just. It's just not enough for us to see. I saw a couple drills, a couple reps here and there, just not enough to, to offer any kind of opinion, uh, any kind of educated opinion. So that's going to do it for us. DBZ, I see your question about spring. We're going to have a, another live podcast on Friday, our normal Friday 1 o'clock podcast. Uh, look forward to talking about spring ball then. We'll talk spring ball. We'll talk recruiting. And if you guys have some more questions about Pro Day as we get more information, feel free. It's going to be a free-for-all Friday. Uh, which means you can ask any Notre Dame questions you want. We'll be there to ask it. Vince should be there on Friday. I'm not 100% sure on that, but he should be there. So I know some people had some basketball questions last week. If Vince is on the show this Friday, that will be a better time for that. So, yeah, we'll definitely get to those spring questions. And I'm hoping 
too, by then, uh, BZ, is we'll have another practice highlight because Notre Dame is going to have another practice on Thursday. So we'll have three practices, and I think that'll give us even more context as, as to what we're seeing. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I do like what I'm seeing so far from the young receivers. And they've thrown some deep balls. I do like seeing that from practice. So so unless you guys have any more questions, that is going to be it for today's uh, pro day breakdown. Uh, wish we had more. Wish we had more access to seeing what guys did, and especially the defensive players. But but that's all we got to saw, see today. So thanks for being with us. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you are watching on to YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button and hit the notification bell. And if you are listening on a podcast, make sure you subscribe to us who, where, however you get your podcast. And, and as always, check out irishbreakdown.com for all the latest news, analysis, and recruiting coverage about Notre Dame football. So everybody have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you again very, very soon.